Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Academy for the Soul Discovery Series. I'm Amanda Hopkins and I'm your host as we are navigating this brilliant journey of radiant soul eminence where we are coming together on these calls uh, really as a journey of awakening to the supreme soul intelligence as a vibrational tone. Allowing that to open and awaken within every single cell of your body. And so as we come together to open and awaken to that sacred nature of you, that heightened awareness and intelligence that resides within you, we want to expose all that which prevents you from accessing that. Any false paradigms, imprisoning overlays, destructive projections, prohibitive defenses, and other types of blocks that don't allow you to really be in the flow and receptivity of your soul wisdom, bringing those to the surface and allowing them to be easily dissolved and released so that you then are available, are available to that higher truth of your radiant soul eminence, that regal, pure soul vibration and light of you, where when awakened, it's like you're coming home to yourself within, right? It allows you to really settle into your body, to feel at home, to feel the truth of you and actually recognize the depths and the majesty that exists within you. And so we're doing this in a number of ways through the guidance from our experts as we come together, as they share their wisdom and insight on the calls and through the vibrational attunements to your higher truth that are available in the sacred gathering spaces that we've created. Also, um, it helps, helps, to activate through different activations and attunements and energetic infusions on the calls that are being provided as well from these sacred souls that have come together to join us in this journey. And so, you know, once, once we really allow that opening and awakening to that higher truth to come in, it allows your body system to harmonize so that you can establish in your foundation vibrant health and sacred upliftment and unparalleled love in your heart, becoming the light and the vibration that you've been seeking. And so today we're so blessed to have with us Jean Ang to be that divine soul who's going to guide us and lead us with what's come through. And from what it sounds like, it's quite brand new. Um, Jean has a healing practice based in Rancho Mission Viejo, California, seeing clients for a number of energy healing and shamanic healing practices. He teaches seminars that focus on the integration of science spirituality, and healing, traveling both in the U.S. and internationally to facilitate healing sessions and workshops, particularly around Arcturian healing methods, the intergalactics healing method, and the five-force healing method of the Grail tradition, all modalities he facilitated as a synthesis of his studies in healing. Gene received his BA from Stanford in Human Biology and Philosophy Religious Studies and was formally trained as a neurobiologist at Yale, where he earned his doctorate in basic mechanics of how the brain develops, followed by a postdoctoral fellowship on how ultrasound can affect the developing cerebral cortex. After his postdoctoral fellowship, Gene decided to step into the role of a facilitator of healing in order to directly interact with helping people. Most of his work centers around the use of subtle energy to help align subtle energy body, its channels, meridians, energy centers to help restore balance and harmony 
so that healing can occur, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Um, Jean doesn't see himself as the healer, but simply as part of the interconnectedness that occurs when facilitator, client, and source, God, love, interact to bring healing forth. He sees his teaching engagements and seminars as an extension of this interaction that occurs on multiple dimensions to bring wholeness, understanding, and evolution to all involved. And today he's going to be talking to us about galactic triangles as forces of power for transformation. Gene, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us. Hi, Amanda. Hi, everyone. Yeah, it's great to be back. It's uh, really enjoyable to talk with everyone. Yeah, well, we're so glad to have you, and I'm excited that we get to have you here right after, <laughs> right after you've been infusing in the the sacred energies of Mount Shasta. And um, Eugene, you were sharing with me as just before we came on here that there was some new information and downloads that came through around the galactic triangles. Um, and so I'm excited to dive in and learn a little bit more about what came through and what the galactic triangle activations are all about. So, um, you know, where I'm going to leave it up to you where you want to begin, maybe just with starting and how you became aware of these galactic triangles in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, maybe people have gone to Mount Shasta or just know that Mount Shasta is a you know, great place to visit to have your uh, light body activated, to receive downloads, to make connections you know, to your higher self, to interdimensional beings. And then this uh, slightly uh, with the Galactic Triangle links to another sacred site that uh, we had visited uh, in July as a retreat, and that was Crestone, Colorado. And in um, both areas, yeah, both kind of mountainous areas, but also uh, deeply spiritual places that people go to for retreats in both areas. And we had done uh, what I call ET or interdimensional contact in both areas. But leading up to Mount Shasta, uh, we did have a number of kind of power-up type sightings over five nights. And what uh, was connected there was with... uh, interdimensional beings I call the celestial galactics. And that information led me to these uh, galactic, or actually the the triangles as uh, an energy or sacred geometrical form, mostly through the work of Mikio Sankey, who started esoteric acupuncture. It seemed like uh, a lot of that information was a a good carrier frequency for these galactic beings uh, that were connected to a crestone. And then just jumping to sort of the topic here, uh, a lot of what Mickey Osanke talks about, which are ways to use acupuncture points in kind of geometrical configurations, uh, not so much to uh, heal sort of illnesses at the personality level, uh, like traditional acupuncture, but more to activate your higher soul bodies. Uh, he specifically talks about triangles, and, and that was really unpacked in Mount Shasta and I think uh, we connected to other galactic beings there uh, can kind of unfold the story, I think, through the interview. But that's sort of how this uh, sort of topic came about, the more this galactic level of using this uh, sacred geometrical uh, figure. Mm. And so um, when you're talking about (laughs) the triangles, um, you know, what what in reference i guess in reference to what like you know our the sacred geometry that we bring in and use to work with our bodies our energy fields what kind of is the utility 
of the triangles and are there specific locations where we can apply them and have an impact? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so kind of the way the story unfolded, at least in this recent retreat at Mount Shasta, it's kind of like um, it was a couple of days, but it's leading up to how sort of collect the connection. Uh, I had brought that book um, that I was studying with Thank You, let's call it That is drawn to one station that we did as a group actually on the mountain. It involved uh, basically four or five triangles. And uh, we'll talk more about it because I kind of embedded it in the special offer that's linked to this. But the gist of it is that you can, uh, you know, create triangles by your intention, by your visualization. And, of course, you have what are called uh, fire triangles, you have like upward-pointing triangles. So, for example, if you focused on the top of your head and you put your arms, uh, kind of uh, palms facing out, sort of at like waist level, then your uh, two points at the palms of your hands would be like at the base of the triangle. And so you could imagine like that triangle from the top of your head uh, to your two palms kind of face out at your waist level and then the base being kind of connecting those two uh, points at your palms. And what that does is it sort of sends energy upwards in your field if you could imagine that because of the apex that you're uh, at top of your head. And that particular direction is also uh, activates the heart center. Then, uh, if you could imagine like forming another triangle that's facing down, so the apex could be at some point, you know, in the lower part of your body, uh, as long as the kind of two vertices are a little higher. And then that particular triangle is considered what, what they call a water triangle, it sort of balances the energy that's going upwards with something going downwards. And then those are also associated with the kidney in the sort of Chinese medicine. Uh, so when you superimpose this upward and downward brain triangle, you form what's called a tetrahedron, or it looks like a, a hexagon, like a six-pointed star. And people might connect to that particular structure as a type of Merkaba or the star tetrahedron. So these are all ways to sort of activate our light body or activate our different subtle bodies using geometry. Hmm. Yeah. So um, what has been your experience <laughs> with utilizing these? Have you done them personally in group? I imagine you've probably been playing with them in the field a little bit. Yeah. So what was interesting is we, uh, you know, like on these treats, we do different activations, particularly sometimes on different parts of the mountain. So for whatever reason, I was guided to do this, um, you know, five uh, kind of superimposed or uh, four superimposed triangles. It's called the Merkaba activation uh, from Yosanki uh, with the group uh, sort of at the top of the mountain. It's called Old Ski Bowl. So, uh, so that's interesting and, like, um, you know, that kind of activated us. But I wasn't, a lot of this uh, sort of like divinely guided or downloaded but uh, we, at night, what we do is we do um, contact in the evening, sort of making contact with interdimensional or extraterrestrial beings. And we see various power-ups and so forth in the night sky. And this is how the interdimensional things kind of come into the physical reality through these sort of uh, through the light phenomena. And it's at the level of the stars. And what was interesting was on the first or second night, uh, these power-ups, you know, they're quite distinct. They're very difficult to explain by any human 
uh, means. It's sort of like if uh, people haven't seen something like this, it's as if the uh, sky is completely dark, and then at the star level, like a what looks like a star will like get very very bright, and then sort of come back down to complete darkness uh, for a couple seconds. And uh, this particular, uh, like two series of different power-ups occurred in a particular constellation called Cassiopeia, which sort of looks like, uh, for people who, you know, it's uh, maybe harder if people haven't seen this, but it looks uh, basically made up of five stars, and it looks like a W in the night sky. But the power-ups occurred right inside what could be seen as triangles. So it was as if these interdimensional beings were sort of reinforcing uh, what we had been doing as activations. And so this is where that sort of galactic triangle uh, connection occurred. Wow. Um, and so <laughs> this is so fascinating. So with that, does that um, then, does, are you bringing the energies of Cassiopeia into support as well with these galactic triangle activations? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's a, a number of levels that people can work with, you know, the triangular formation. And the triangle, like as most people know, like is the three points. It's kind of the the most basic uh, geometrical structure that allows you to sort of be in uh, three dimensions. Like you can have a point, which is one dimension, and then, uh, you know, like two points would make a line that's two dimensions. And then if you add the, you know, third point for the triangle, you're now in the most basic or fundamental structure of the three-dimensional. Uh, but you can, I call it microcosmic and macrocosmic activation. So once you kind of have these triangles, it can be like ways of forces of power in a very, um, almost like a building block in the three dimensions. And it's actually multidimensional, which we could talk about because they're in fact spinning. Uh, you could do that on your body. So, like I mentioned, how you could make that one um, from the top of your head to the two kind of points in the palms if they're sort of placed at waist level. And then you sort of have this activation of energy going upward. Uh, but you could also do that uh, from sacred gym, uh, sacred sites on the planet. So you could be like at Mount Shasta, and then that could connect it to Crestone. And then it could be like if someone was listening to this um, you know, on this uh, call, then they could connect it to where they live. And so then they have this kind of uh, triangle that's you know, on the planet. And so then that can activate sort of the structures or the uh, resonant connections between sort of larger structures. And then finally, sort of what was being emphasized, and this is sort of an unpacking of the message of uh, contact, which I can explain the sort of phenomena. It's sort of very synchronistic, and you kind of look for these different signs. But if they assume that those power-ups were from some spiritual source, it's sort of saying, like, here we're also going to the galactic level. So you could make uh, connections in triangles between different stars and then from the stars down to where we are on the, you know, on the Earth. And, you know, that's actually an ancient um, uh, geometrical time principle. So people might uh, have either studied or gone to like temples in Egypt, and then you'll see like uh, in the pyramid sort of an opening, and at a certain uh, time in the night sky, like it might connect to Sirius. And so that energy from Sirius like coming down to the temple 
was very it was built uh, you know very a particular to make that star connection. Uh, so that's kind of like moving to the macroscopic level. Wow. So it's almost like with the pyramids, if you've got the different sides, you've got, you know, multiple triangles calling in different energies. That's really interesting. I like that. You know, I like the idea of the intentionality of connecting certain sites and connecting that to where you actually are located to help bring that energy in. So if somebody's wanting to create these triangles, is it is it a visualization that that you do? Would you seek somebody out to help you create these triangles? How would that work? Yeah, you could do that as a practitioner, you know, for someone else. You could do that as a practitioner and then also have your client uh, do the visualization or the meditation. Uh, or you could just do it for yourself, knowing the kind of principles of the uh, triangles being very activating and there being these kind of two types pointing up and pointing down. And then when they're uh, superimposed on each other, they're actually a, a hexagon, which is a kind of a completely different, more complex structure. But for example, one triangle that people can use that actually came through the um, uh, Tibetan master, Master Dijua Kul or Master DK through Alice Bailey's work is you imagine an energy point if you could imagine that um, notch at the back of your head. So slightly mm -hmm. below that, it's called the ultra-major uh, energy center, sort of like the you know, back of your head uh, chakra but it's sort of a little bit lower in the soft part of your neck. And so that's one point. And then you focus on the third eye center in between your eyebrows. So that would be kind of the other point. And then uh, form like two bars of light to meet at the vertice or the top of the triangle, which would be sort of slightly, if you, uh, you know, touch the middle of your crown or the middle of your head or skull, and then move about two, maybe half an inch or two centimeters to the back. So it's not exactly the middle of the um, crown, but a little slightly to the back. So you connect those two points at the back of your head, the middle of your eyebrows, and then just imagine chi or energy uh, going to the point at the top of your head, and then just see that triangle. Like then, you can imagine it gold, or just uh, or just even focus on those three points. And that trouble was actually given the master DK as a way to activate uh, all the uh, remaining parts of your kind of energy uh, centers in the head, and particularly to open up what he called the, or that being called the Antakarana, which is that pillar of light above your head that brings up and also sends out energy. Yeah, and so is that um, is that triangle also supporting clairvoyance opening up? Exactly, clairvoyance, like seeing with the uh, kind of third eye centers, and then as well as sort of clairsentience or direct knowing from the sort of uh, energy centers above the head uh, through that pillar or antikarana um, energy structure. Mm. So with that in mind, is it important <laughs> as we're opening up that greater vision, can we then also use the triangles? And I think, you know, maybe this you kind of already answered to some degree, but is it important for us to use the triangles also to help kind of, um, I don't know if it's reorganize our body. That's how it's coming through to, to receive mm -hmm. what we're gaining as higher vision. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I could just uh, like superimpose one or two more triangles from that uh, original 
uh, sort of activation that I mentioned. It was called it was called the Merkaba activation from Mikiosanki that we did sort of that kind of started this whole thing off in Mount Shasta uh, with this activation on the mountain at what they call Old Ski Bowl. But I mentioned the first triangle, which is sort of from the top of your head, very similar to that point I just mentioned with this smaller triangle that we form inside the brain. Or, uh, and then you use your two palms kind of face out, uh, kind of at your waist level as the two, vertices, two points at the base of the triangle. So if you use those two same points at your palms that are kind of as if you're um, facing your palms out at your waist level, this time connected to your heart center. So your heart center would be now at the top of the triangle. Mm-hmm. So you have kind of the second triangle, and this is what uh, you're referring to. So now we're kind of starting to embody more of the energy because the uh, vertice point is no longer like all the way at the top of your head, but now is at the heart. And then you could continue that sort of activation process by making a third triangle, but this time the vertice is at the throat. So and then this uh, two base is at the palm of the hands, kind of facing out at the waist level. And then finally, you could do a fourth triangle. Uh, again, the two palms, those two points at your waist level, kind of forming the base. But this time, the vertice is in, in the, at your third eye, in between your eyebrows. But here, you have four triangles, kind of superimposed on each other, but they're kind of resonating because of where the vertice is. Uh, you know, at the heart, at the throat, at the third eye, and then finally at the crown, which all kind of give a different frequency. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like a stabilization is what that feels like, like just really allowing the body to open up. So fascinating. So can you then use those triangles, like if you've got something specific going on with your body and you want to harness energy to that point, would you put the point of the triangle at that area of the body that needs the support? Or would you do more of kind of like how you were talking about, have these kind of consistent areas where you create the triangles and allow your whole body to adjust and adapt? Yeah, exactly. I think um, as you're doing, like, if with these upward pointing triangles, uh, you know, let's say if you start at the heart, the idea of you feel into that or the energy is tending to flow upwards. So if a person needed more of an activation, maybe to connect to their higher self, their more spiritual levels, uh, you know, these upward pointing triangles, what are called fire triangles or uh, heart-based triangles in the system would give that, uh, you know, once you create it in the field, it sort of stays in the field and continues to activate one's consciousness. So they're kind of kind of moving up to the crown, sort of moving up to more spiritual energies and well, absorbing more spiritual energies. But that could also be unbalanced. Like someone could be completely at a certain point um, completely in the spiritual world. So if you now tune in to maybe a, a like um, a triangle that points downward, this may give you more, they're usually called water triangles in the system, the other one being fire. So this would be more of a balance kind of coming back into your body, sort of embodying high frequency energies. And a person might feel they need that because maybe they're already doing like a lot of spiritual work or doing a lot of activations for themselves or for others. So maybe we could feel into one. So if you like drew a triangle, sort of uh, the base would be across your uh, throat, kind of um, with the maybe 
like six feet or six inches uh, over to either side of your shoulders would be where the two uh, points of the triangle, the base is, and then uh, pointing it all the way down to maybe in between your uh, knees would be the downward vertices. And so you draw or kind of imagine or tune into that triangle, and that sort of brings the energy down, you know, into your lower chakras and then even into your uh, legs. So then you're kind of really being more grounded with that visualization or activation. Mm. Yeah, I can feel my legs tingling even just thinking about it. I'm like imagining them light up and starting to feel the different qualities and tones. So you talked about the multidimensionality of these triangles. So as they're in the space, how are they drawing in? Are they accessing all the dimensions at once and then bringing in whatever it is that we need? Can you talk to us just a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, this is the principle that I learned also from Mickey of Sankey's work, and that um, the triangles are actually open. And what that means is, like, when we draw a triangle, maybe like in grade school, or if we just took three points, it looks like it's closed. But actually, let's say uh, the way to think of it is, let's say you start at point A, you go to point B, and then to point C, and then you want to close the triangle to go back from point C to point A. But when you go back to point A, the, that point is actually, uh, two points can't be sort of superimposed on each other. They always occupy slightly different space. And so when you actually draw that final line back to point A, it's actually a slightly different point when you get back to point A. So there's actually a little gap mm. or opening. So actually, if you like kind of looked into it, it's actually one turn of a spiral because there's a gap opening in that. So it's an open triangle, and it's like one turn of a spiral, which would suggest like um, what we draw in the two-dimensional plane at the next level or next dimension, like the etheric, is actually in movement. So because it, you've started sort of a like a turn of a spiral, it actually continues to spiral at the next dimensional level. So when you make these triangles, they're actually spinning. They're like spirals which can both draw energy in as well as, you know, send energy out. So it's actually a vortex. Right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I see that. That's fascinating. Um, wow. Yeah, so that gives a lot of depth to to the triangles and what they're doing. You know, the other question that's coming in around this, because you, you talked about sacred sites, and I know we have a lot of people who – um, like to do work for the land. Um, and I know that there's also a lot of trauma and, and different consciousness that's held in the land on which we all live here on the planet. So if somebody wanted to intentionally do work to support the land, how would they use the triangles in that way? Would it be by connecting to the sacred sites? Yeah, I think uh, what 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 usually has emerged is sort of a natural, what I call a natural triangulation. And so, um, because usually we're thinking, okay, I'm going to work on this, like, chakra or on another level or macroscopic level, like uh, this land site. And if you tune in, there may be actually two other land sites that just naturally become um, either intuitively or somehow through the story or uh, the history is connected to the land site you're clearing or working on. Um, or you can intentionally connect it to two other sites, like you said, like with sacred, like a, maybe sacred sites or power spots. So, for, 
example, like I mentioned, uh, I had gone to Creso at that retreat, and and you know just uh, just the way the schedule worked out, I, I scheduled something in um, uh, Mount Shasta that I just came back from, and then uh, there's a, another trip that's happening in Peru. So as a personal history or or uh, facilitating, that's already a triangle there. And, uh, you know, then once you see that, you can probably unpack, like, there's there's a lot of relevance to those sites to each other. But just energetically, it just naturally came that, oh, okay, here's this triangle that's formed. And then once you kind of, your consciousness connects to that, it, it actually creates that vortex. Uh, and so there's a lot of energy exchange just through your consciousness, um, uh, you personally having those, maybe that personal connection like I've with these three sites this year. There's kind of this energy exchange that's occurring. And uh, the beings and the, kind of the spiritual presence that those locations, uh, even though they're anchored to something in space-time, being that physical location, in the other dimensions, there's not that, you know, um, constraint of space-time. So they can easily exchange energy and information uh, actually through your consciousness, which is making the link. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, that's interesting thinking about our consciousness is the link that allows for that exchange. Because um, I'm I'm really starting to kind of recognize as you're as you're talking the vibrational nature of these spaces that really allow, like you said, to kind of escape what we think of as like a static um, place really there's there's movement <laughs> even though it seems static or it seems concrete there's actually a lot more movement than maybe we're considering or thinking or recognizing um, so with the galactic beings are they partnering with us um, in the creation of these triangles you know can we call on galactic beings or um, you know would we want to call on specific ones for specific things or would we just want to be open to what wants to come through in support of what our intention is yeah yeah uh, the, the way to maybe think about that is uh, of course each person has maybe a very conscious uh, particularly maybe the audience here is very conscious of you know who spiritually they're working with and even if a new being came in, they would sort of be able to uh, understand you know, who that is. And so the, maybe the way to think about the triangles geometrically to uh, working at a macroscopic level with higher beings, and those could also be galactic beings, like what was sort of unfolding about Shasta for us, but I wouldn't necessarily confine it only uh, to those beings, but also to call it a spiritual beings in general, is that we're closer to their language when we use uh, the geometry. And so like uh, like if we were to maybe try to communicate to a spiritual being that they threw our local uh, language of our mother tongue, for example, uh, what they would probably be getting is our thoughts first. And then uh, then we'd be sort of overlaying sort of uh, is our particular language that we speak, like maybe English for me, for example. But then if we're able to project or like, like, um, like I was mentioning, draw a triangle or even in a more complex way, an upward and downward triangle, which would be a, a hexagram, uh, which is a, you know, has a little bit more of a balanced, uh, both upward and downward energy. To them, it's a little bit like closer directly to how they uh, speak, which is mostly like speak, um, metaphorically speak or communicate is mostly through pack thoughts and geometries are like pack thoughts of the divine. So 
so like triangles are in some ways like a blueprint for other things we see on the planet uh, that are natural, for example. And that's why probably uh, not just in Egypt, but around the uh, world, different uh, cultures and spiritual traditions, for example, they use the pyramid as the temple because just by making that shape, you're resonating or speaking to usually what's called the astral plane, like the emotional mental plane. And that's where a lot of uh, people would take uh, or initiate this case for be, uh, people who are on that spiritual path. They would be um, taking initiation in the astral world, most uh, likely through astral beings. So just by being inside a temple that's uh, pyramidal shape, uh, immediately all the uh, energy bodies and as well as their consciousness, it's almost like um, an automatic astral projector. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, um, oh, it, it's so fascinating to me because one of the things in working with the body is that I, I've always, and I didn't know why, but I think it's starting to come even more clear. You know, I kind of started to have some understanding, but I've always been drawn to work with like three at once, three specific areas. Like if somebody has something going on or if I'm looking at um, a specific area of focus that people want support with. It's always been kind of like three. <laughs> um, and even mm -hmm. recently, just, you know, looking at different um, triad activations within the body. And, um, but I always, you know, whenever, um, one of the things that I work with is spinning in symbols, but it always comes in in different shapes and um, hard to give sometimes even description to how they look in relationship to what we know as shapes. And I, you know, as you're talking about the, um, the nature of the vortex and the incomplete triangle in terms of it's not actually closed like a two dimensional triangle, it's really starting to make even more sense <laughs> as to how those things are coming in and why, because it's more about the vibration of that energy. So my question around this then would be, that as we start to work with these energies, um, is there a way that we, you know, I, I think probably we want to just be an observation of what's coming in and kind of allow rather than maybe try to, um, the words that are coming in or impose our will, if you will, um, but like, you know, just be in the spaciousness and the opening and the allowance of what wants to come through and share and reveal to us. Um, so is there a way that we can actually use, whether it's the triangles or I know you work with the Arcturian healing frequencies, is there something that we can use to really allow us to be in that openness and that observation of what's coming in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll present uh, two uh, kind of um, uh, dichotomous uh, techniques, healing techniques, uh, depending, you could use both, but they're kind of on the two ends of the spectrum. One is sort of that um, letting the quantum field or the divine field uh, generate the um, you know, geometrical figure that's appropriate for the healing uh, versus, uh, you know, like you said, superposing or maybe having a set pattern that one imagines and what that might bring uh, to you know, the energy field of yourself or your or, or a client. So, uh, like in the Arcturian healing method, um, although the basis of it I learned in um, matrix energetics is uh, what I call the Arcturian symbol method, and anyone can uh, do it. Or you could, uh, if you don't want to connect, let's say with the Arcturians, you could connect with your guides uh, or just have the divine. But you sort of put your hand out. And then you just simply ask for a symbol 
and then you just sort of let it appear in your hand like as an energy package and it may have a certain shape to it this is where you're sort of allowing the uh, like the field or the quantum field what i call generate the appropriate sacred geometrical figure and you may clearly see it as three-dimensional it could be two-dimensional like it could be a triangle it could be like a star of david uh, and you're just let you're not deciding what it's going to be and for people who are more like in that open flow and that feels the right to them in terms of the technique you just let it form it takes about three seconds and even if you don't see anything you know like you're not sure maybe you just feel something in your hand you can just trust that the energy is there and then you just sort of move that over to the person's energy field you know as if you're taking that energy object and then you just release it into their field and just imagine it melting it sort of contains the packed healing of maybe you had a certain intention for the client maybe they're you know trying to recover from uh, depression so you kind of ask for a symbol you know, to balance that. So you're kind of transferring the divine healing energy through this symbol to them. So you, you imagine coming back to the technique, the symbol sort of merging into the energy field, and then just say this, these three quantum commands to help accelerate the unpacking. Just say, uh, integrate and activate and unpack now. And so you're speaking to sort of the, the packed information you just transferred. So I would say that's kind of, um, and then I can go to the more uh, structured approach, but that would be a more sort of fluid, uh, simple approach. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, and I like that too because <laughs> because it allow it just allows for what wants to come through. I know um, sometimes I'll have an idea of like, okay, this is what I think it might be, but then just in being open other things present and it's like whoa that was really neat i didn't expect that um so i think it helps to have like a little bit of an idea of how do i allow so i think that that was really beautiful um that sharing there now we have a question in the q a box from bruce that says when you talk about triangles do you mean tetrahedron uh yes yes in this three-dimensional form it would be a tetrahedron which sort of if people wanted to imagine that it would be the base is like a triangle uh, you know, with the three points, and then uh, there's a point, like, say, on another plane or above that then forms kind of that pyramidal shape. So, but it would be, yes, they're also in three dimension, it would be a tetrahedron. Gotcha. Perfect. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> I hope that helps mm -hmm. um, with the clarification. Um, Linda says, for years I've had a variety of triangles, both on their own and intertwined with other shapes, come to mind, and I wasn't sure what they meant, but they made my heart sing whenever they happen. Um, I also remember drawing them as a child. I would love to hear your thoughts on what comes to you with this. Um, so any anything that comes to mind about, you know, um, activating and opening up more of that capability for people if they've already kind of seen or or witnessed or worked with the triangles coming in like how could they elevate that or open that up even more is it just using yeah. that <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah there are sort of these um set triangles a lot of this came out of uh you know the, what i'm speaking of here alice bailey's work through the uh tibetan master master dk who talks about triangles uh, like uh, if people have heard of this uh, mantra called the Great Invocation, uh, mm -hmm. which they usually say around like the full moon. And I think it was um, brought down in the 1930s. So Alice Bailey was uh, um, channeling this Tibetan master, Master DK, and 
Rajesh Wakul and find him, you know, or that being one of their spiritual teachers. And then Mikio Sankey was a, a kind of a deeply studied Alice Bailey's work and these triangles and incorporated into his esoteric acupuncture. I'm sorry, just giving a sort of a um, intellectual history of how these all interact. Uh, so they have certain set triangles. They can be more, um, I'll just start macroscopically and then people can intuitively use this idea of triangles that being a force of power, fundamental structure, and that there's a circulation of energy or the spiral. And so, for example, if you do healing, there's actually something called esoteric healing in that school of uh, Alice Bailey's, where the inner invocation, they make a triangle. Uh, it's more like it's from the higher soul of the facilitator, uh, or if it's a group, it would be the higher soul of the group of healers, to the higher soul of the patient, uh, to the divine. So that's like a, uh, that's like their invocation, but it's triangular, if you can see that. Um, or they would do the great invocation at full moons, and you would try to get together with a two, like three people. So then you would be forming a triangle, and you could be like, you know, together in one room, or you could be doing sort of these full moon meditations, uh, you know, distantly. Now most people like, like on a call or uh, on Zoom. And then you have this more stronger, you know, you're invoking again the, the spiral because the triangle is open, plus this kind of energetic structure of the triangle. And then if you, um, you can intuitively, if you're, you know, in the healing arts or you can intuitively start triangulating maybe certain um, points intuitively um, based on like where you're working. So rather than just working on the heart center, like this is one from Taoism, uh, you, the heart is connected to the Mingmen. The Mingmen is that energy point that's like the, at the, it's at the same level of the navel, but it's on the back of your, it's on your spine. And then you connect that actually to the navel. So it's sort of Mingmen, uh, navel chakra back up to the heart. So you can see that triangle. And sort of that uh, regulates sort of you have your lower chakra energy that would be sort of Mingmen and navel, but you're kind of uh, circulating it up to the heart with, the, with this triangle. So you're bringing it more heart-based. Mm. So it, it's yeah, kind it, of a flavor. <laughs> um, it, it really feels like utilizing the heart as a centralized source of power is um, an important piece. You know, in, mm -hmm. in terms of mm -hmm. using these and activating and um, bringing forth the energy. But no, that, I mean, this is so helpful. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is like, you know, we, we're getting some basics here on how to utilize these and how to, how to be supported. Um, so Jean, I'd love to have you share because you, you're going to be doing a series of activations with these. So I'd love to have you share a little bit about what the three activations are that you're offering. Um, as part of the what you put together here for our community um, and then we can take some more questions so if you have a question about what Jean has shared or if um, you have an issue that you want to bring forward and get some insight as to how the triangles can help you um, you can press star two to raise your hand if you want to come on live I know some of you have put questions in the Q&A box so I'm looking through those as well um, but Jean, if you could share with us, if you're on the webcast page, you can click the special offer button and that will, um, you can kind of come look and see what's here. 
um, and what's available. Or you can go to academyforthesoul.com forward slash gene offer 11. Academyforthesoul.com forward slash gene offer 11. And you can see if you're visual. I know I'm visual. I like to be able to look at it. So if you want to look at it and see, that's where you'll go. Um, Jean, can you walk us through? You've got these three different activations, and it, it ties into some of what you've been describing with the different triangles. Um, but can you walk us through what you're going to be offering up um, with these activations? Yeah, yeah. So this you know, runs the range uh, predominantly of working with triangles uh, as a sacred geometrical figure, uh, that activation starting from the microcosmic level in this case, uh, we go to the energy body. So we'll activate using triangles to activate our energy body, then using uh, mostly upward triangles, then using upward and downward triangles in our energy field. But all of this is really um, a transmission that occurred in Mount Shasta. I mentioned that in Cassiopeia, this was a linkage to what I would maybe call those galactic beings that uh, work with triangles too. And so the final activation, although it's sort of embedded maybe in all three, or the entire kind of three days uh, that these occur over is sort of this connection at the galactic level to how uh, these galactic beings would activate sort of these energies or frequencies uh, using triangles. And so the progression also is in terms of voltage or frequency. So when we kind of work at the local level of our energy body, we can kind of handle that energy. And then as we progressively activate now both upward and downward energies in our field, we're sort of making our field hold more complex and higher energies. And then finally, that those are almost like preparation for the ground for that third activation, which is now kind of connecting to like galactic triangles and galactic beings and that higher frequency. So the overall sort of impetus or goal of these transmissions, again, is to allow our um, energy body or our subtle bodies to increase our light quotient to hold more light and frequency and these lead on a practical level to um, sort of ease and flow in what we're doing, uh, a recognition of our uh, life purpose or uh, sort of called a puzzle piece of our life, sort of why we came to incarnate at this time. And then also different clairvoyant abilities or spiritual gifts. They may be healing gifts. Uh, they may be empathy, uh, compassion. They may be uh, telepathy, like a, a sort of clairsentience. Uh, clear audience. So these are some of the uh, effects of increasing our frequency, uh, particularly with these galactic uh, level energies. Um, but then as a practical, just to, that, that's kind of the overall picture. Uh, we will meet for uh, three days in a row in October, early October. And uh, some people who may have done uh, these previous uh, offerings uh, may be used to the structure, but I think it's almost like having a, a three-day retreat although we meet uh, two hours for each day. And then if you can't meet at those particular times, you'll get the MP3s right after uh, each session. And uh, so we'll be uh, meeting around noon, Pacific Standard Time till two and uh, live. And then we will do what's called that first activation, which is the Merkaba. I'm sort of describing those four upward pointing triangles, sort of giving us that fire activated energy above. And it's sort of, overall starts this whole triangle consciousness. Uh, it doesn't have to be only localized. It could be our, we're starting to think like how we can work at the land level, for example, with triangles. And then the second day is what's called the hexagram activation. So that that's what I was mentioning. It's like a, 
upward and downward pointing triangle. And this is actually a Rosicrucian practice where we imagine two uh, hexagrams uh, kind of superimposed inside our body. Uh, one of the hexagrams sort of protects us. They're, vo they're both very protective. Uh, they protect us from outer uh, influences, the, up, uh, the larger one. And then the inner one kind of protects us from sort of our own perhaps inner sabotage or our own patterns that may be holding us back. And then finally, uh, because it's from the Rosicrucian esoteric tradition, they use this energy cross that's sort of superimposed inside the uh, smaller uh, hexagram. So this is a, you know, we're beginning to, just by creating these more complex geometrical structures, again, along this theme of the triangle, uh, once those are in your field, it's almost like you start to uh, communicate directly with the spiritual world because uh, you're using fundamental like language of creation uh, by creating this. Uh, so it's a very uh, uh, powerful just um, archetype to, to maybe start in uh, one spiritual path is this idea of using uh, sacred geometry in your energy body. And this may give a kind of a very deep uh, understanding or taste of that. Uh, and then finally, the third day is the, uh, what I call the galactic triangle activation. This was somewhat downloaded by those uh, two series of power-ups within Cassiopeia, which forms you know, sort of triangles out of stars uh, in that constellation. And here we're really downloading kind of this uh, high-frequency energy from those galactic beings. And our field is perhaps prepared from the first two transmissions, and we'll systematically kind of uh, balance, uh, cleanse, and raise with the help of those galactic beings or energies, the physical, etheric, emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, and divine bodies. And maybe later in the call, we can uh, do an activation with those uh, physical, etheric energies from the galactic activation. Mm, that would be awesome. I'm a yes for that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that It sounds fun. You know, it sounds fun and um but yet at the same time, very supportive. And I think sometimes fun can be the most supportive. But then again, you know, I love playing. <laughs> I love playing in like the, the math and the geometry and the just kind of like seeing how things start to work or activate and what that does and how that feels. Um, but I love the exploratory nature of the different pieces here um, and the way that you've brought all this together. Um, really, really beautiful. So thank you for bringing this forward for us. Um, I know that, you know, um, I always hear rave reviews from the kind of setup that you have with the three days and um, having, there's a depth to it that people say really feels structured and supportive and, and nurturing all at the same time. So um, I so appreciate that, that this is available and that you're bringing forward the brand new kind of um, insights with all of this so that we're always kind of on the cutting edge Really, really beautiful. Thank you, Jean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe the, uh, without knowing it, the three days is a triangle <laughs> um, pattern, too. <laughs> it's the threes. It's the magic of the threes. I love it. I love that. Um, yeah, it, well, isn't that funny? I, I love what you just said there because it's kind of like when we're in the listening, we can bring forth the divine structures and the ways that we're doing things without necessarily having to understand it up front. Um, and I think that's the beauty of when you're talking about working with the language um, of, you know, the galactic beings in the universe and, and all the energies that are here to support us. 
um, that really helps us to recognize that, okay, you know, if I'm not seeing or hearing something in the way that I'm used to, that's okay, because I'm, I'm probably learning a new language here. I'm learning a new way to communicate. And so we want to be open to that level of communication. So I think that's a really um, beautiful perspective, too. So um, I'd love to do that activation, but we've got some more questions coming in. So if you're okay with it, I'd like to have us take just a couple more questions here um, before we go into that. Does that sound okay? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Um, so Pamela from Georgia says, I recently downloaded an image of overlapping triangles in a circle, but I haven't yet unpacked it to know what to do with it. Any idea? So when the circle starts to come in, have you seen that before? Oh, yeah, that's, that's very powerful. Uh, actually, I just recently was having a dream of uh, putting geometrical structures inside a, a circle. <laughs> it was just like a snippet as I was coming out. Maybe there's some synchronicity. Uh, but um, just to mention things uh, like I know about that principle, uh, uh, what's first interesting is the overlay of the triangles on top of each other. Uh, so this is some, and it doesn't have to be sort of like precise like um, the hexagram which would be, you know, the upward pointing triangle, sort of like the downward ones, like like right on top of it, kind of pointing straight down. It could be like just one triangle, and then if you just move six degrees and then drew another triangle, for example, and so that would be an overlay. Uh, so whatever, however it showed up in the dream. But um, whenever you take a geometrical figure, I learned this in biogeometry, another uh, type of uh, Egyptian-based uh, energy, uh, modality started by Dr. Ibrahim Karim. Uh, whenever you take a geometrical figure and then you slightly rotate it, even by one degree, and then you kind of superimpose that same geometrical figure on top of the original one, then on, so that's at a two-dimensional, like, like on a piece of paper. Uh, at the next uh, dimension, which would be the etheric dimension, that uh, structure is actually spinning. Uh, which I kind of was mentioning before a little bit uh, about the open triangle, but the, in this case you're creating it by the offset of two superimposed uh, similar um, uh, shapes. So actually it starts spinning at the etheric dimension. So you, like uh, if you drew something like that on like your business card or on uh, you used it, you know, somewhere in design in your uh, house or as architecture then that's why you'll feel this increase in vibration because you're activating the kind of the chi or energy level uh, just by drawing that on the two-dimensional plane. Uh, so there's something to that in, in the dream symbol. Uh, and then what's other fascinating that you pointed out is the uh, the circle. And there there is a concept of called squaring the circle. Uh, that would be where you drew a square around a, a circle, like on the outside. And you see that in Leonardo da Vinci's um, uh, famous painting or drawing called the Vitruvian Man. And uh, squaring the circle, the circle is uh, like a representation of the divine. And this may not have been what showed up in, um, I guess, Pamela's dream, but just as a concept, uh, when you square the circle or put a square around a circle, you're basically the idea is taking the divine energy, which is the circle, and bringing it all the way down to the physical, like physicalizing the divine, which is the square or the cube. Uh, so in many respects, it kind of represents the upward and downward triangle. So the upward triangle is kind of the divine energy, and then the downward triangle is the earth energy or embodying the energy. So there's always this balance in play. And so probably that circle 
uh, kind of as a way to en encompass uh, the triangles that were inside it. Mm. Wow, really cool. <laughs> I can feel the energies when you talk about <laughs> doing these different things. I just feel so much different, different sensation awakening. Really fascinating. Pamela, thank you for that question. That was really awesome. Um, Linda from Dallas says, what, would working with these triangles for healing or galactic connection be similar to using the symbols of Reiki? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, this would be a very powerful, uh, fundamental way to work with uh, different energies. And, uh, of course, the symbols of Reiki were sort of maybe uh, connected very directly to certain energies and through a certain lineage uh, that was passing those energies. But again, the, the fundamental maybe similarity is uh, mm, it could have been written out in a language, like maybe maybe it was originally Japanese or then you know, translated to English in terms of like a, a transmission. But it was uh, rather it was uh, transmitted through a symbol, which I think was a, um, a more fundamental way to transmit uh, the direct vibration. Uh, words can hold the vibration, uh, particularly a language which is symbolic like like Japanese or Chinese or Egyptian um, uh, or the Hebrew, uh, Tibetan, these kind of like uh, sometimes uh, in Hebrew they call them fire, uh, fire symbols or fire um, letters. Uh, they're symbolic so they can actually transmit code. And if anyone's read the Kizavina, the um, a book of knowledge, they kind of talk about this idea of using fire symbols to, uh, of the Hebrew language to, to directly uh, have higher beings or higher dimensional realities transmit code. Uh, so there is a similarity there. And then we're kind of coming back to symbols in general uh, or sacred geometrical shapes, uh, whether it's a very specific lineage like Reiki or this more maybe universal uh, version that I'm talking about with triangles. Uh, it's definitely a way to transmit uh, codes of information directly. Hmm. Fascinating. Interesting. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that good question there, Linda. Um, and thank you for that explanation, Jean. Let's come over to the phone line. We've got, um, let's go to the web call here. We've got Taylor going to unmute you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Can yes. you hear me? Hi. Thank you so much. Hi, Jean. Hi. Um, hi. Um, so it says that you um, we can share any healing intention or issue that we'd like to have worked on. I had um, a lot of stress in my body, and I have, um, and and I was wondering if this type of symbol would be able to help with hair regrowth um, because it is a healing intention or issue that I really would like to work on. Because oh yeah, yeah, it's falling out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can switch gears slightly. It's still related, but I can use different Arcturian healing method uh, frequencies to kind of, uh, it's not necessarily a triangle symbol, but uh, it would work with uh, healing frequencies from the Arcturians and uh, we could make the intention for the um, kind of hair regrowth and also just overall uh, general health on the physical, uh, on all your subtle body levels. Okay. That sounds good? Yes, that okay. sounds okay. good. That sounds awesome. And is it is it it's related to my sacral chakra? Is it related to? Oh, is, is that the question? Yeah, well, uh, no. The question was was oh. what I just what 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 I just asked. But I just wanted to know in general 
when you do the the healing and with the triangle, is it related to that chakra, or 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 maybe that's just out of line to ask, but. Oh right, uh, it doesn't have to be. Um, okay. I wasn't sure you're. Yeah, yeah okay. you were okay. asking me whether it was, um, but um, uh, no, it doesn't have to be related to the sacral okay. chakra. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, and I, everyone else who's listening uh, to the call, these frequencies will also be working with you, and of course, you can have your set your own intention for what um, they work on. And so we're going to use a frequency called the Metatron Melchizedek Arcturian Mandala healing frequency. Thank you. And yeah, and we're starting that now. And so we're continuing to channel the Metatron Melchizedek Arcturian Mandala healing frequency. I'm usually silent while it's being transmitted and I hear my voice every so often if it's continuing. We're continuing with another level of the Metatron Melchizedek Arcturian Mandala healing frequency. Yes, and that completes the energy of the session. You can gently compact your body. And if you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Whew. Wow, potent. <laughs> Odin energies there coming through. Um, Let's just see here. I thought I saw another question in here. Um, We've got people asking for some of these more personal type things as well. Um, We've got someone who says, I've been having skin issues on my calves for a few years and have found no answer so far. 
So um, with the skin issues, you know, I know you kind of switched over and started using some of the Arcturian healing frequencies. Um, you know, is, is it like an either or, or do you use the, can you use the Arcturian healing frequencies in combination with the triangles? Uh, yeah, yeah. So far I've been using the triangles more for what would be considered uh, activation, which maybe are working with the you know, higher subtle bodies, uh, yeah. what I would call the causal, high mental, causal, spiritual and divine levels, almost like spiritual activations. Uh, mm-hmm. Although we could activate uh, the triangles here, uh, the Arcturian healing method sort of is a little more, um, I guess, uh, comprehensive in the sense that it could also work at what's called like the personality level, which uh, which would be the you know physical, etheric, emotional, and mental uh, uh, sort of dimensions where you might have a symptom, like whether it would be like the hair loss or the um, sort of the rash on the skin. And so that can be very practical on that level. That's my own way. I sort of shifted over to the Arcturian healing method. Yeah, makes sense. Thank you for that explanation. Yeah. Uh, should we uh, work with, uh, I didn't catch the name for that. Betty, so Betty in Minnetonka. Betty? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead yeah. and do a little something for her if you would. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll channel the Arcturian uh, repatterning of cells uh, for that. Okay, so we're starting with the Arcturian repatterning of cells. And we're working with Betty's intention for the clear skin resolution of any symptoms at that level, as well as at the cause level. We're also bringing through any triangular formations that might help in resolving that issue. And also for everyone else listening to this live or as a recording, you can set your intention. And the Arcturian repatterning of cells works at the cellular and DNA level. So as a possible healing triangle in this case, you could connect to one point being the healing energies, another being the DNA pattern and the nucleus, and then the final being the location of the symptom, in this case, the skin, skin cells, or if you had another physical-based intention, that would be your third point. So the DNA from the nucleus is giving the correct physical pattern.
that completes the exposure to the healing energy. Thank you. So, Betty, write in and let us know what you experienced Whew, with that. Um, here's sort of an, another question um, from Debbie in New Westminster that says, what is the best way to get myself out of this funk that's going on? I feel just enchanted with life. Um, so I don't know if that would be more the spiritual activation with the triangles or if there's Arcturian healing frequencies that are needed for that. But maybe if there's some support for Debbie in New Westminster, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. So we'll channel the uh, divine, what's called the Arcturian divine fire healing uh, frequency to sort of clear uh, what sort of labeled this uh, funk or this energy, sort of energy of maybe of holding back or uh, suppression or uh, lower vibration. And then also uh, link it to um, different points on a triangle from uh, Betty's higher self to sort of bring a new pattern in. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. We're starting with the Arcturian divine fire energy. So the triangle pattern, Betty and others can connect to the healing energies coming through, and then to their divine blueprint or soul blueprint, and then finally to themselves. Those would be three points on the triangle. Again, all the, this energy and information is circulating, what might be called the spiral in the triangle, as well as we're being exposed to the Arcturian divine fire healing frequency. Continuing to channel the Arcturian divine fire healing frequency. And that completes the healing triangle to our higher self and also the exposure to the Arcturian divine fire healing frequencies. Beautiful. Thank you for that. So let us know. Let us know how that felt for you. 
Um, yeah, let us know how that felt for you, Debbie. Um, Linda says, this is different Linda in Hobart says, is it possible to make an altar of natural elements and bring it to various places on the land for a healing vortex of sorts? And could we do that healing um, our home and selves as well? So, you know, interesting idea of taking natural elements maybe and making triangles <laughs> with those. I'm curious as to your thoughts on that, Jean. Oh, yeah. I think uh, what Linda's bringing up is a, a great point that uh, it's helpful for all of us if you have that residence uh, to do that. And, and that, that first is to uh, connect into what's called the spirit of the place or sometimes called the genie of the place or the guardians of the land that you live in. And just maybe at a fundamental level, uh, when you make that connection, you could ask them if they need anything. Uh, if you wanted to um, just naturally give them a gift or if they ask for something specifically, uh, usually like what you can give is, uh, you know, different, um, even like a food uh, type, uh, like natural, like in the Native Americans, they do tobacco or they may burn incense. Uh, for example, the Peruvian tradition, they give various, uh, even foods to the uh, different uh, beings of the land, like milk, for example. But it, using the triangular formation, you could have the three different um, uh, offerings, if you had that in mind, and just form a triangle and, and offer it to the spirits of the land. And in this way, you're sort of uh, creating that sort of rotation uh, within the energies and also using that kind of geometry to kind of further uh, give structure to the offering. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I knew there were those of you out there who like working with the land. <laughs> I could feel that. Um, not surprised for that question. Oh, that's really fascinating. Um, you know, Jean, I think it's probably a good time. We, um, you had talked about an activation with the triangles. Um, for the physical and etheric bodies. Were you open to doing that now? Uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. And uh, yes, this was the galactic uh, triangle activation, yeah. uh, bringing in those frequencies uh, from the beings who are kind of showing up in Cassiopeia, uh, forming those star triangles. And this will bring in the frequencies and energies to uh, increase the frequency of our physical body. And then uh, next we'll do our etheric body, which is like your chi or prana body. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Great. All right. And then this will be about uh, five minutes. This is all consistent that people know. Okay. So we're starting with the galactic triangle activation. And in this case, we're working first at the physical level to increase the frequency and energy of our physical cells and atoms, molecules.
while the energy is channeling across, I'm usually in silence, but every so often you'll hear me just tune back in. Continuing to work at the physical level. We're entering a second deepening cycle using the galactic triangle frequencies and energies to continue to raise our physical body level. This will help particularly on the healings that were asked for at the physical level or if anyone also had any healing intentions at the physical body level. Now we're working on the etheric body level, raising the vibrations on the etheric level with the galactic triangle transmission energy. The transmission for the galactic triangle energy is working at the physical and etheric level. Mm. Love to hear what you all experienced. <laughs> That's 
It's just there's such a powerful um I just keep seeing like the swirling like vortexes of energy moving in and through but the space of the the group individually for people just coming in and kind of bringing both a cleansing and a deliverance is what I'm hearing of um of the higher energies that are actually much more of a resonant match for the truth um of your being. So that was really beautiful to witness that. Linda from Hobart says, well, I'm just vibrating with love and appreciation. Thank you so much. Um, Great, great feedback here. Thank you so much for taking my question. Amazing information. I look forward to working with it more in depth. That was Pamela with the the one who wrote in about the triangles in the circle. (laughs) Really, really fascinating. Um, Great information here. So, you know, I know that you've talked a lot about the utility of the triangles and um, how we can apply them. And um, it really sounds like they can play a really proactive role in helping us to gain, um, for lack of better words, I'm going to say maybe spiritual advancement or really connecting in with that awakened consciousness of our soul. Um, So, you know, if somebody was really looking to work with the triangles, is it more of for that opening and awakening? I know you talked about opening the clairs, but just, you know, what is it that would be the greatest impact that that would have for people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of it has, uh, particularly with these transmissions, uh, the triangle being like a, uh, a tool for uh, connecting to these particular galactic beings, uh, you know, that we're connected to. Uh, through that Cassiopeia sort of transmission and also uh, sort of what was, I think, coming down during that Mount Shasta uh, uh, retreat or connection. And it was uh, I was feeling that again during this transmission that we just did. And the uh, characteristic is one of uh, being able to enter a very deep, uh, still place of mind. And uh, that stillness is actually a gateway to access some of our higher bodies and so I was just explaining, like, we have, like, in this sort of um, seven-body model system that I've used a lot, the physical, uh, etheric, emotional, and mental body. And usually uh, people will, a lot of systems will associate these lower bodies with what's called the personality self. So kind of like I see myself when I say, like, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, uh, you know, Gene's doing this. Is sort of my uh, this personality that's incarnated here in this life that I'm sort of referring to, and then we have other aspects of ourselves uh, in this model that I'm using, usually like higher mental uh, or causal. They call it like the um, karmic level, the spiritual level, uh, which is more your soul level, and then the divine. And so the question is like, how do we become? At, how do we access those more? Uh, subtle body levels uh, directly uh, rather than let's say subconsciously like like subconsciously we could act out uh, a karmic connection but it, it seems like it's just happening to us we weren't really aware of that information before it it just kind of um, emerged in our uh, life so the way to access that is actually to become uh, in, is to enter that stillness and that's kind of the gateway so I think these higher beings in particular uh, through triangles uh, and they could have used another tool, uh, are allowing us to enter that, that deep state of stillness where you can start to hear through your sort of inner voice, your kind of inner wisdom, and also access these other higher um, planes of our existence. 
Yeah, well, I definitely noticed the stillness. Um, it was interesting because, like, there was some squirrely energy that I was seeing. And even just, like, within my own mind, it's like all thought just disappears and you're just there. Um, you know, there's just very present to what's coming through without even having to identify or discern or even observe. But just the being in the um, the stillness, I guess, like you said, that that's such a good word, the stillness of the receptivity of what was coming through. Um, really beautiful. And I saw that even in the group field with just any of the swirly energy kind of just releasing out and just the the light coming in then as those vortices. So that's really cool. Um, well, this has been so fascinating. <laughs> um, I always love what you bring as unique perspectives and advanced ways of working with energies. And, and I love this perspective of working with the sacred geometry in a whole new languaging. Um, at least new to what we're probably used to versus the verbal or even even the visual cues that we might have when we're we're face to face with people. Um, so I really love this whole this whole different um, kind of fresh perspective, if you will. And maybe some of you are, you know, more advanced and have been working with the symbols and the shapes and the sacred geometry and and these different things. And I feel like there's a depth that opened up here with that as well. So, Gina, can't thank you enough for bringing your wisdom and your insights and your perspectives and all the powerful energies. I mean, these triangles bring in a power. It's like like powerful, powerful, powerful energy sources is what they feel like, um, boundless. So thank you for bringing all of that in and right off the heels of being in the midst of it. Really appreciate you being here with us today. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, everyone. This was great to unpack uh, the sort of these downloads that, you know, come very much in concentrated form. And then, uh, you know, here is a, a great chance to actually see them uh, in sort of more all its splendor, so to, so to speak. Yeah, that's such a good word. I love it. Splendor. The splendor of the energies and the sacred geometry and all the beauty of the galactic beings coming in as well. It just phenomenal thank you for being the conduit for us and to all of you who are here listening in thank you thank you thank you i know you know i always like to acknowledge you've called forth <laughs> you brought gene and all these beautiful insights into this space with your own desire and curiosity and intention you helped to bring this co-creation and co-collaboration together and so i just want to acknowledge each and every one of you and also acknowledge you for your brilliant questions i love the questions that you were bringing forward to really explore and take it deeper um, so thank you for those beautiful questions, for your attention, energy, contributions, and so much gratitude to all of you. And of course, we always want to give thanks out loud to our guides, angels, guardian angels, all the high-level beings of love, light, power, and service, to the divine, our higher selves, of course, to the Arcturians, <laughs> and to all the galactic beings that are helping to facilitate this. And to, we'll thank Mount Shasta as well. Um, so beautiful. Yeah. Give that thanks out loud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So wonderful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you again, Jean, and thank you, everyone. Beautiful, beautiful blessings from my heart to yours. Until next time, take care, and bye for now. Thanks so much.